Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. And here it is as we plow through the end of the year, month of December 2022. It's the 11th. The 11th? Really? The 13th even, it's definitely. Yeah. Well, it could be either one, depending. I mean, there are some places that, no, 13th. No, it's the 13th. Definitely 13th. Okay, so are we going to, you okay otherwise? <laughs> I'm askew by two days. You know, the, the world waits for you for their check-in. You're, you're like the atomic clock of podcasts. So yeah. What time it is, what day it is, and all that. All right, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Announcing today the winner of the Close to the Pin for the last go-round, and that was the S&P 500 SPY ETF. That was the uh, warm-up for the Close to the Pin. We're going to talk about that. It is officially open. The Close to the Pin Cup for 2022, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. You can uh, set your price. It's only open. Very. I want to make sure I'm clear about this. Only open to people who won throughout the year this year. If, in fact, you decide, well, they'll never notice. I'll put my name in. I'll put my guess in. They'll never notice. It's not going to happen. Bozos will never notice. Yeah, they're old codgers dudes. Yeah, no, we're, 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 we watch that and we'll check it off. And we may even leave it on for a while just to get you excited. But your name will be ripped off somewhere in there. So if you did win, and I'm going to list those names tonight of the winners for 2022 that came in. One person won twice. And you will now be in for the final close-up in cup. And you got things that come to you. You get all sorts of goodies and gadgets and signed books and trophies. So make sure to get your guesses in. China is on lockdown again. Scaring citizens. Really fascinating discussion I know that we're going to have, actually, about what's going on. You can't uh, can't take away from the craziness going on there. Um, here we are in the end of uh, 2022. People are saying, hey, au revoir, goodbye. Now we're starting to get concerned about 2023. This is the new thing. You know, uh, 22 is gone. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. 2023 is happening. Pretty much everybody is yeah. bearish. <laughs> About yeah, they're all bearish, which you know what that means. Yeah, it's going to be a rally like you've never seen. <laughs> right? As usual. <laughs> uh, Musk was booed at a Dave Chappelle stand-up. Did you see that? No, but they, I've heard about it. And it, there's mixed reviews about it. Some people cheered and some booed. I and watched it, and it was just a... I watched it many times. Because, yeah. first of all, it was very awkward. More awkward than usual. Watching him do stuff, walking around, kind of just shaking around and just, you know. He's awkward that, anyway, generally speaking. And then um, he's, he doesn't say a word. I think he maybe said one word. That was about it. And he's walking around and Dave Chappelle says, well, we didn't expect that. Maybe uh, we didn't expect those boos. I don't know if it shook him up. I don't know if it was, I don't know what was going on. I don't know why he was there in the first place. But I listened intently to the audience. And mind you, it was pretty much, I don't know how, just one person's video that seems to make the rounds. Only one person's. And you got to wonder, there's a lot of people there and a lot of people with phones and people are really prone to taking out their phone and videotaping this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And all we see is one phone. Yeah. One, one angle. And then the sound in the background was like a, a low roar in its entirety. Could it have been booing? Yeah. Could have been like, yeah, that, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Could have been overdubbed. Could have been that. That's the other thing. Can be overdubbed, except for the part that Chappelle said a couple of lines, and you know, then that was it. So who knows? You can leave his the real the actual track there, and you can overdub it. It's not a problem. Yeah. So yeah, just throw some extra trash on it. And what was the point of of this going around? So the point was that I, I it was all about that you know nobody likes Elon anymore. Maybe his days are numbered. Clearly, yeah, nobody sure. likes his stock anymore. Well, I wouldn't count the guy out. No, neither. Neither would I. And it started, when, by the way, when he went Republican. 
I, it started almost on the day. So you think this is a liberal conspiracy to make him look bad? I don't think it's much of a conspiracy. It's just a uh, outward kind of a gentleman's agreement. They're all going to hate him now because he's not a Democrat. And but, he was before. It's like a cult. The Democrat Party's become like a cult. You quit and they go after you. Mm. It's like a pack of fire ants going after somebody that they d- doesn't tell the line. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Uh, China went from uh, zero COVID policy to it looks like 100% COVID policy. I don't know if you've been watching what's going on there. But Nuts. M- man, it's like, okay, all right. You want to see what it's like maybe without the masks and without the check-ins and tracking? You want to see what it's like to just go anywhere you want without having a notification of whether or not you you have the uh, the COVID? Okay. you And, and you, you don't really have a shot, and the shots you do have pretty much don't work? Let's see how that goes. So now we got to talk about this, but people were pissed off. They were scared. They're being locked in their houses. They never know when somebody's going to come, cart them away. They were freaking out. Now they're not going outside because they're scared about getting the disease. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They're, 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 they're more concerned now, and the, and the economy is in more concerning shape now moving forward that they're reopening than it was when they were locked down or on the verge of lockdown. Isn't that weird? Consumers are pulling back and uh, more stimulus is being afforded. And the reality is being laid out that there could be massive, I think up to 2 million deaths. They call them fever clinics. They're overloaded. There's, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about, that, about yeah, this, but brother. a lot of crazy things. Sam Bankman Freed is jailed. <laughs> or maybe it's just Sam Bankman not free or Sam Bankman jailed, just, just is SBJ. But they arrested it's little, him last it's little, night. It's cute. It's cute what you did. Yeah, there. you like that. You saw, you saw what he did there. He uh, he was arrested last night in the Bahamas. And yeah. there's some concern about extradition. What was extradition. he doing in the Bahamas, by the way? Been, I guess he likes that. He's been living there. there. He's That's where he was headquartered. That That's where FTX was headquartered. Offshore, close enough, but far enough. Bahamas loved it. You, you, you got somebody spending, you know, $50 million in the Bahamas is quite a piece of, piece of coin. Yeah, not only that, but then they can, I think, under their laws, they can uh, grab all his properties and everything and, and put it in the coffers. And it looks like they did. And right now they're going to they're gonna help the United States with extradition and send him off and say, now he's your problem. Now we'll just resell the land that he bought already since they're in bankruptcy. Crazy. All right, now about the market, the S&P index, uh, 500 index fell 3.4% last week. Investors were worried about, I kid you not, a, a round of better than expected economic data. <laughs> yes, one of your favorite moments. Yeah, all the S&P 500 sectors, all of them fell last week. Energy at the biggest percentage drop, down 8.4% for the week. That's like a year's worth in one week. Yeah. Communication exactly. services were down 5.5%. Consumer discretionary, 45 We had uh, financials down 39 Some of the banks really took it on the chin last week. Technology and materials are down 3.5%. Utilities are only down slightly. But big news, all eyes are what's happening tomorrow. All eyes are on the channel at 2 o'clock where you have, so it used to be called the the box, right? You know, you had, or the duo, or what was it, the, the, the tri-box? You know, we had like three different players giving it, uh, comments uh, yeah. Play by play when the Fed is out. Now you have like a, a, a eight box. Yeah, the octo. The octo box of people of the bouncing heads. Looks like a giant uh, bobblehead round of people just all talking about the exact same thing and about this ridiculous probability crap. But basically we're at an 80% probability of a 50 base basis point rate hike tomorrow. And everybody's like, yeah, we're only going 50 basis points. I'm like, Really? So this CPI report today, which was really remarkable, and today was an amazing day in the markets. So, got this thing updating in the background here. Um, 
So right. what's the streets? What's the street really think? What do you think? What's it going to be? 50, 50, 50 yeah, 50. Yeah, that's I, what I, I, I was. N- now yeah, the street thinks that and the street has conveyed that to the Fed. So the Fed now thinks that. Yeah, that's the way it works. Yeah, the, it, it's the wagging the dog, wagging the tail, tail wagging the, what's it called? Wagging the, wagging the tail? No, wagging the uh, dog. Yeah, do, the tail wagging the dog. Yeah, tail, tail wagging the dog. So what happens is that there's these Fed funds futures that are, that are, you can, you, it's like, it's a, it's an over under, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a betting pool. But what happens is that that gets a lot of focus because those are actual tradable uh, comp- uh, uh, positions. And what's happened recently is that there is a slope that there's definitely 100% chance of a 25 basis point, um, 80% chance of 50 basis point, uh, 20% chance of a 75 basis point. And what's important to note about that is just to, expand on what we just talked about is the Fed watches this. And the Fed is, is is the last place that wants to really surprise markets unless they need to surprise markets. If they need to do something to shut something down or to open something up, if they need to come in and 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 um you know all of a sudden during the pandemic they just said, okay, we're going down, you know, hard. A lot harder than it was expected. And what's happening now is that they're probably just going to go along with what it is. So that's going to be interesting in light of the PPI report that we saw last week, which was better than expected, a little bit slower rate of overall change in some areas, but still pretty hot. Today's CPI number, that was also much better than expected. The year-over-year was only up 7.1%. 0.1% on the core. Uh, uh, I think it was core was 0.1%. On a month over month, so everybody's looking at this, going, "Oh my God, that's fantastic! We don't have inflation anymore." And I keep on coming back with, "Yeah, but, yeah, but we don't have inflation, but the prices are not going down, and we're all living in a much more elevated place of of uh, structure of, of higher prices, and therefore the margins on companies are going down. There's less money to spend in the households." on a discretionary items. And that is just the very nature and definition of an economy that's slowing down. Yeah, I agree with you. In fact, I'm, I was listening today on one of these news reports and they're going on a well and it looks, they're hoping to keep inflation in check uh, by 2024. It should be stable. There should be no inflation, but it, it, it doesn't mean prices are going back to old prices. Right, right, right. Biden said today, he said, I believe uh, my prediction is, or my, 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 what I'm seeing is that inflation will be back to normal, whatever the hell that means, uh, at the end of 2023. But, you know, if you look at just the Social Security increases that they got over the last two years, the so Social Security recipients got a total, if you, if, you, if you put them together and you compound the return, a 15% increase in Social Security payments and other transfer payments, uh, as in disability, et cetera. But uh, Social Security is basically up 15% in two years. That's a heck of a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I'm not begrudging anybody. I have it all. I don't care. But that's a big problem. So go down a little bit. We talk about the CPI. Let's flush this whole thing out. Uh, November core CPI was 0.2 versus 0.3. Uh, only up 7.1. There was a 7.7% print in October. Non, um, excuse me, core CPI was up only 6% versus 6.3 in October. The 10-year, the bond moved down to... 3.44% today. That was low. The dollar dropped hard. Stock soared on the on the open and in the on the print. So check this out. Look at the reaction here. This is pretty unbelievable. So there I am watching the report, getting ready to start the day. 8:30 a.m. in the morning. The stock futures were really climbing throughout the day, you know, up about 200, let's call it, into the open. That happens at 9.30. Yeah, it's rocking. The 8.30 report comes out, and everything goes crazy. People are like, get me some stock. I need some of that. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 950 points on the CPI print. NASDAQ of 5%. 5% on the CPI print. Markets open at 9.30. It's like, yeah, let's get it going. Let's get it going. And then somewhere there's a... The other side going, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, no, no. This is still inflationary. 
The Fed's not laying off. This doesn't show anything that uh, is going to provide for a significant decline. This is a you know couple months trend this way. That's good. But you know all the things that happen. All of a sudden, you see what happened. At starting at ten o'clock, this thing is rolling. We go negative one hundred and fifty points by one in the afternoon. Then uh, picks up a little bit, 100 points up or so, gets down to the zero line, finishes up at 34, 36, 34, 369, up 100 points or 0.29%. Now, dare I say, that's 850 points lower than it was on the open. Yeah, in or, a single day. Yeah, Within a single the day. day. Right. Yeah. So yeah. something was awry in this situation here where, um, you know, something's going on. Now, of course, we know that that was due to the fact that there's a Fed meeting tomorrow, 2 p.m., by the way. 2 p.m. is the is the the time that the FOMC minutes come out, and 2.30 is when Powell will take the stage to try to smooth over whatever the hell happened. Either if the markets go up, they'll take them down. If the markets are down, they'll take them up. I am certain he has some kind of device in his ear. You know, somebody back there going. It, it would make sense. Yeah. That's what I would do. Yeah, and, and Powell's talking. He's going through the thing. He's talking. He says something, and then they say, stop it, stop it. You know, you, don't say that word. Yeah, it'd be an IFB. Of course, you'd do that. That's Market's what you down. would want to do. Market's down. Don't say the word uh, contraction. No, 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 no. Yeah, use a different word. Uh, 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 slowing. Use slowing. See how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I can see it. I, I will tell you, and I've told you this before. I, know I would for recommend th- it. Yeah, I, I have. I, 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 uh, I know for a fact that during not all, but some earnings announcements where companies are providing all the information, the color, you know, the various people get on the phone, the CEO, the maybe the CFO, or maybe who knows who's on there, right? And they go through that. I know that they sit there and there's somebody watching the markets as they talk and somebody doing markup to change around the conversation if need be. I have heard and I of people that see other companies put out their earnings and they came out with really good earnings when the other companies are going to come out with bad earnings and bad guidance and say, you know what? If they come out with good earnings, maybe we're just being too negative and we'll make our make our guides a little bit more positive. And what does that mean? Is it rigged? Yeah, okay. But again, so if it is, play along. Mis- I'd say it massaged. Massaged, that's a good one. That's good. Let's talk about the 2022 exit plan. Here's my theory. We know that investors have taken a big hit on certain positions this year. Throughout the year, I mean, you look at whether it's, you know, high tech, Tesla, you look at, uh, you know, any of the the um, consumer discretionary, you look at even airlines, major hits. The only thing that's doing well is pretty much energy. So. Gold's doing well. Gold is coming back. Silver's coming back much better than it was. Really a big ramp. That's because the dollar is coming down so dramatically. It's been great for us. We have a positions in gold and silver and non-dollar denominated bonds and equities. It's been glorious several weeks, a couple months. Um, but so I think that investors have a good deal of capital losses sitting around. Would that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Unrealized on their on their on their reports. And I think it's possible that by year end we could see the continuation of selling pressures due to a technicality related to taxes. In other words, they're like, let me get this off. I waited long enough. Yeah, get it off to get get the tax benefit or at the end of the year, before the end of the year, and then buy back, you know, hopefully the thing keeps whatever you did, uh, stays fairly stable. You don't have a a January 1st jump mania, uh, and you can just get back in. Yeah. So you have some kind of a January effect, maybe mid-2023, if we start seeing the dumping going on. And, um, you know, I think that that also a lot of people are, are to, a, to a degree, mentally exhausted from 2022. It's just been, like, too much. Yeah. On, on top of 2020 and top of 2021. And um, I think also going into 2023, there's all this 
this bad juju going on, right? All these people talking about how 2023 is going to be a bad year. So, right. So I think that a lot of people are going to be concerned about that. And they're like, ah, let me just get out of this, be done with this. And then, you know, 2023. Yeah, take advantage of the tax benefit for doing it yeah. before the end of the year. Just a thought. Just a thought. Something no, to uh, take a look at. thought. Yep. Uh, we Especially talk- if you're going to listen to all these naysayers about 2023 being a horrible, you know, the, that's when the whole economy recession time, you right. know, right. comes. Uh, and I, I don't know when that's exactly going to be, but I'm of the mindset that also I'm a bigger, my concern is more so not necessarily about recession slash, you know, economic numbers, which are very important because they tell a very important, very key story to what's going on. However, it's still about the earnings. And when you look at the earnings, if, if it doesn't matter if there's going to be a, I mean, it, it would seem to me that, that if in fact we do see a slowdown in economics as we are seeing now and earnings hold up, you know, you really have some excuse to hold on to stocks, right? But when you start to see whatever's going on in the backdrop of the economics and on top of that, you see that there is a slowdown in earnings, uh, that's not so good. That's when your earnings start uh, meaning something when it comes to the valuations and the multiples will reflect that, therefore coming down. Because right now, I ran these numbers today. It looks to me like there's about $220 of earnings that are being projected for the S&P 500, let's say for next year, Okay. If you look at where the S&P 500 is right now, that's about an 18 times multiple. Seems to me that if we are in a recessionary time or in a slowdown, 18 times is is crazy. Recessions are maybe supportive of 15 times. People are just now in, in a higher interest rate environment, 18 times makes no sense. Well, it makes sense in that we were at 22, 23, but still makes no sense to where we are today. So something's got to give here. And whether it's going to be the multiple, and we're going to see a multiple contraction down to, let's say, 16, still a 225, 200, 225. You know, but it, look, at $200 of earnings times, uh, you know, even even 18 is 3,600 on the S&P 500, right? We're at 4,000. Yeah, yeah but, earnings, but earnings could go up. They could go up, and, and you look. I mean, the idea is if you had those multiples, that it, it's it's signaling that it's going to go up. How does that happen in a time when people can't spend money and people are pulling back and people are firing? And there's all. I mean, maybe because they're doing share repurchases, possibly to a degree, and you have less shares outstanding. That helps, of course. Maybe they're firing, so therefore they can have better earnings, right? Net earnings. That's possible too. But generally speaking, the whole point of going into recession is is really a big issue about people not spending money, right? People pulling back, losing their job. That does not bode well for multiples in a higher interest rate environment than we were. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But. Unless everything you described is not true. Yeah, and I'm total fu- I'm totally full of shit. What I'm talking Maybe about is just- aren't losing their jobs left and right. What's that? Maybe people aren't losing their jobs no, left and no, right. No, they're not. But but again, if people start pulling back, have no money to spend on discretionary items and have to focus in on just one thing. I mean, listen, if you look at the uh, chart of the used car prices in the last three months, remember how they, they skyrocketed? It's like yeah. this snowball to hell going straight down. Well, they skyrocketed, but it was that was an artificial construct. Right, right. It was a bogus skyrocketing. It bog- It went up because there was just of a, a short-term shortage, uh, supply chain issues, and other, you know, kinds of things you can make excuses for. And now it's normalizing. So is that bad? It's not bad, but you know, if people aren't going to necessarily, it's going down. But also, it's because people are not willing to pay. All I'm saying is that the the, the let me put it a different way: the Fed wants to slow down the economy significantly. They want to stamp out inflation. The only way to do that is to crush the economy. You can't do it by 
prancing around saying, oh, please don't spend, slow down, you know? All I'm saying is that 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 you you have if they're that serious, then they should go seven point seven five. Well, maybe they will. I think it's going to be pretty tough tomorrow. They may go point five and be tough. I don't think they can. They can't. They don't have guts to do something like that. No. No, it's going to be point five, and that's but it's not going to go seven five, even though that it's possible. Yeah, I would agree. It's not going to go seven. They're, they're, they're too wimpy. They are wimpy. Janet Yellen, I think, what's happening with Janet Yellen? They're doing something big for her, something special, like she's going to be something? Birthday cake. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, let me give you a quick uh, note. You want to read these names off, please, John? The Close to the Pin winners for 2022. The past winners are the only ones eligible for the CTP Cup. And um, this is the list of people, the only list of people that will, in fact, be eligible and can start submitting their... Guesses now. How come there's only seven? Well, there's actually eight. But we did one almost every month. Marcus Galliford is a top guy. No, it's not did top. Anyone, it's not top. It's eight. just it's, it's not. Yeah, okay, well, he's okay. Is anybody at one twice on yeah, this? Simon list? Lutzenberger. Does Simon Lutzenberger get to uh submit two guesses? Nope. That would be all right. Marcus Gallifor is at the top of this list. It, it doesn't mean anything; just a name. David Norman, Paul Retzlov. Yeah, no, 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 no. By the way, there's no like Steve Jones on our list. <laughs> Simon Lutzenberger, Michael DiVetro, Matt Matthew Phillips, and Rusty Shackleford with two D's. Is yeah. that right? Two yeah, D's. Two really? D's. And Matthew with an E U. I mean, yeah, it's Matthew. Matthew. David Norman is the is the most normal yeah, name of this whole thing. Kind of a normal name, David Norman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough list. Tough list. Um, so you'll have um, until twelve twenty one. Twenty first is next week. What is that? One uh, eight days from now um, to enter. Your name. So some people take the, some people take the strategy of waiting as long as possible. Yeah, which makes sense. But make sure to get in there. Emails went out to everybody. There'll be one follow up email going out to everybody. Again, no one else enter. You'll be deleted. All right, uh, another chart here. This is about bonds. I thought this is pretty interesting. It'll be kind of interesting. I, I don't want to do it this year. Okay. I just want to introduce the idea. Let me. I'm getting a pen. Because you make such a fuss about people not no no one else entering, and it brings to mind the possibility of doing a a kind of a a pro am. Oh, so you have the guys that wouldn't go for the cup, but you get a bunch of you also have an amateur side of it. In other words, anyone can enter, and they and then they there's a separate little uh, at least a uh, uh, to see what how they do against the pros a pro am. It's like a pro am golf tournament. So then, therefore. Uh, what you're saying is leave it open for everybody, but at the end, just yeah. pick out the ones that are closest from our list. Yeah. yeah. And, but the, the winner from the other side, you see how they do. Can't do it this year. No, I would. That's why I said next year, something to think about. We could do it this year, but I, I already. No, no, no. You don't want to do it. big fuss about this already. <laughs> you don't want to do it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sounds good. So remind me next year. I will. The Pro-Am. I like it. I like how you wove in the golf thing there. Yeah. That's very, oh, very good of you. All right. Now, these this, guys are pros. Yeah, these guys are pros. Marcus Galliford, remember him? Do you know who that is? Uh, you're going to know as soon as I tell you. He's the guy with the thatched hut? Correct. He is. The yeah. Thatched, he's unbelievable, this guy. Yeah, he's really good. I think he's hacked the system or something. Uh, he's just one of those guys. Yep. So, uh, yes, people talking about donations, by the way. Thank you so much for everybody that did, in fact, donate. And poo on you if you didn't donate. An email went out to everybody on the list. And thank you so much for everybody that did participate. Listen, it's the end of the year. It's holiday times. Is uh, I'd love to have a... Do I have... I don't even have a little jingle bell. But I'm sure we can get a kazoo out of John here. On the fa- See, there you go. There you go. Here's a bell. Yep. Uh, and uh, if you go over to DH Unplugged, uh, donate, please. It's very much uh, appreciated to go over to the site, help us out, provide for all the great things that we do each and every week throughout the year. And I wish you, and we both wish you a wonderful holiday. And you know what? 
We are not going to sing just to make sure that you don't turn us off at this point. No, it'd be terrible. Do you have a, you have a good voice? A singing I, voice? I can sing flat. Ah, I can sing. <laughs> and I can sing far, far away. Wonderful song. Uh, so this is a chart. All these are on the show notes, dhmplug.com. Uh, episode 633. Before I do that, this has been something I've been very remiss at talking about. And that is, I don't even, because I think you somehow made me think that you weren't as interested anymore. But I want to give away our Twitter handles. Can we do that? Do you yeah, even, definitely. Do you even do the Twitter thing anymore? You do, right? Of course I do. I put this show, I retweet your this show, and I, I retweet the uh, No Agenda show. Oh, right. And I, I put some funny stuff in there once in a while. Yep, you do. And Usually break my balls about something. No, I never do that. Nope. And, uh, but it's <laughs> The Real Dvorak. The Real D-V-O-R-A-K. All one word, The Real Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. Just my name, first name, and last name. And by the way, I didn't talk about this either. Great Italian night at Italian night at my house on Sunday. Fresh sausage from scratch. We ground down the meat. It was ground, yep, ground down meatballs. You have a out sausage of maker then? Yes, we do. I do. Yep, we actually a friend brought one, and I what have kind one. of what do you use for your your uh, sausage casings? It's some. It's called something hog. It's uh, sheep's. I think it's sheep's or sheep sheep something. That'd be good. Um, and a fennel base and a star ingredient. Uh, actually, uh, a star anise ground up this year in, in a sausage, hot and mild mm. sausage, meatballs, fresh pasta sauce, four hour on the cook, and fresh homemade pasta. I also made a pork roll up. Are you making the uh, pasta sauce from uh, tomatoes or from canned tomatoes? Both. I always go both. I've done, I do plum tomatoes, lots of plum tomatoes. I use- And marzanos, if you can get them, find them. If I can get them. Um, I use uh, one can of tomato paste, depending on how much I'm making, but a can of tomato paste, um, crushed tomatoes, usually whole tomatoes, and a tomato sauce. And then a lot of fresh herbs- so a lot of garlic. What do you use? I use uh, basil, fresh basil. I, I smash it and cut it and saute that a little bit with the garlic, a big patch of garlic on the bottom. Um, I use also, I always throw in a little bit of sugar, salt, pepper, of course. And I also grate in cheese to it. I like cheese grated. Try using uh, uh, that, that sweet sake mirin instead of sugar. Really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a very secretive <laughs> kind of thing, is it? But it hits, it does the trick. Well, so we have um, that. That was, that was a fun night. Oh, and I made a pork roll up. So I took a pork loin, I cut it open, so I spread it out like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like on a bias, I yeah, cut I it. it. Yeah. And then, yeah. then I put a hot, it. a hot cup of coal, gabagol as they call it, on top of that. Then I put sun-dried tomatoes. I made a duxel, which is a mushroom and parsley reduction, which chopped, gets like a yeah, paste. It's fine, yeah. Put that on there. I put on some cheese. I put on some uh, roasted garlic in there. Bunch of stuff, rolled it up. Tied it up, put it on the smoker for an hour or so, then covered it and cooked it hot for another two hours. Mm-mm-mm. You should change, turn this into a cooking show. I could. To you. you know, I have, listen, I'm all ready for this. You're going to like this. You ready? This, I think you're going to like this. You know, I have the show that was the longest running financial podcast called The Disciplined Investor. We all know that show. You do. I think I should do a food show called The Disciplined Ingester. <laughs> yeah, nothing like the spin-off that's a pun. People love that, you know. Uh, the disciplined ingester. Yep. And I, of course I got the the dad bod food blog on Instagram, which all this stuff is on there. All right, back to the finances. US major fixed income. I thought this was really interesting. For most people think that bonds are boring, and I would usually agree. Bonds are not boring right now. Matter of fact, <laughs> Some really good opportunity. You know one of the things we're doing for clients? Check this out. Clients got, I have a bunch of clients that are like, hey, gotta, God, I can't take it. I'm making, you know, 0.1% in the bank. So we have actually taken that, converted that, and laddered up a series of treasuries for them as an alternative short-term investment at like an average of, let's call it 4%. Some even higher. Okay. You get like six, eight-month treasuries at 4.7%, and you go backwards and a little bit longer, and you get about four, four and a quarter. Pretty good rate of return. But here's the point. This chart, this table. This table, what's interesting about this is um, 
one particular area. This is a table of the year-to-date, weekly, year-to-date returns of various classifications of bonds. So we're looking at the iShares Core U.S. Aggregate Bond ETF uh, down 11.61%, and that's with dividends reinvested. This is one of the worst years on history for these kinds of high-grade bonds. I, I'm looking at this chart, and I recommend people go to DH Unplugged and take a look at this. It's actually disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's bad. It's these bad. are professionals that are managing these these funds, bond funds. It looks like the iShares and Vanguard and Spider. Uh, the three big boys, they got people that make a lot of money to put these together and to come up with these results, it, it's unconscionable. Well, these are all, let me look here. Let me look at the list one second. These are all ETFs, right? So all of these are ETFs that are passive, that replicate a particular index. And by the way, when you look at the, these are all uh, passive. See where it says passive on top left? Yeah, passive. That means they, they, Throw these things. They throw. What it means to me now is they just throw these together based on correct. some that's correct some uh, algorithm. Yep, that's correct. Uh, you know, it's not our fault. We didn't do anything. Okay. We had nothing to do with it. We matched the index. We're good as gold. Yeah. So now, the passive didn't do much better. They did a little bit better. But here's the point: if you look at the bottom one in the center, the year to date negative fifteen point five two percent. You see that there? Yeah. So that's the iShares Box Investment Grade Corporate Bond Fund. In other words. This is the um, investment grade. This is good stuff, right? The iBucks uh, high yield corporate the triple bond. A, right? Yeah, tr uh, no, not triple A. There'll be um, double A, triple B plus, triple B or better okay. investment triple grade. B plus and, and yeah, below okay. that's uh, is junk is um, low quality. But the one above it is the lower one. That's my point here. The one above it is a lower quality, and that's down high grade. Only it's the high yield. High yield, yield right, yeah. which is lower quality. Than, right. Than it's down, down 9.7. In other words, the better bond. Look at the uh, all the other one. Intermediate term bond, intermediate term corporate, uh, the Vanguard total bond. These are all high quality bonds. The iShares tips bond. That's a longer bond. That's down so 10. the best one on this entire pile is the junk bond, essentially. Correct. Yeah, great. I'm not sure what that means. But it's something's not right. I mean, that's what it means. You just said it. <laughs> something's not right. Something ain't right. Something ain't kosher. All right, a uh, quick public service announcement. If you are passing uh, more than $600 from uh, any of your Venmo, PayPal, or other kind of fin, twit, fin something, tech uh, applications, your cash app and stuff like that, it's going to be reported to the IRS. Now, supposedly... By Here's, who? By the company. It's required. New law. Law that went into effect well, who, this year. And is, is Venmo is going to have to send the IRS Correct. a bunch of chits. Correct. That just say, you know, here's another one, here's another one, here's another one. They're just going to be inundated with these things. Well, less than you would expect because a lot of things are coming in at $5.99 these days. Yeah, but eh, who cares? But this is supposed to, it used to be like 10000 Remember, if you took more than 10000 it was red yeah, flag. 10000 had to yeah. be done, yeah. Now, uh... It's only supposed to be for business transactions so that if I send you something on Venmo, it shouldn't count. But how do we know the difference between a business transaction and a personal transaction? It's not coded. You can't code it. Right. You can't. You, there's no way of knowing. Right. So the and the problem is you're going to get a 1099K. A new, this is a new form. So... Two really important items here. If you did that, you need to keep good records, know what's going on, because the IRS admits that some personal transactions are going to be coded incorrectly as business transactions. So that's 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 important to understand. But even so, fact is that all income that you made from working, you know, earned income, is required to report anyway. So if you've been compliant, it's not a problem. But here's the way out of all this. Zell is not reporting any transactions to the IRS because they say they do not have to declare transactions made through the payment service because it is a network that does not hold the funds. And I read down the whole argument about this. They are claiming that they are much different. It's just, it's just a transaction from account to account versus kind of coming in and holding it and then going out again. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know how they declared that, why that's different. I really don't understand it. 
But they, but mm. the bottom line is Zell is not sending these these reports. Interesting. Well, that won't last. No. Nope. Uh, let's see. Although here. I still think the IRS is going to be have too just too much data. They have enough trouble dealing dealing with these six hundred dollars. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Two thousand twenty three. Oh, the Social Security. I mentioned uh, the increase officially is now eight point seven percent. It's going to be a two thousand twenty three increase. For Social Security. Good for them. Yep. Um, Here's some more about this. And and the question is, who's going to be paying for this? So you got 15% over two years. We're not talking about an insignificant amount of money that is spent on Social Security each and every year. It's still less than we're sending to Ukraine. I don't know about that. No. Okay. <laughs> no, how, let's look this up. How much? No, let's look up total Social Security benefits annually. Uh, yeah, outlay. Uh, over a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. 66 million Americans will receive money. Yep. Mm. That's pretty good. Uh, well, I'm getting Social Security. I'm old enough. Right. So you're gonna get a you're gonna get an eight point seven percent increase. No, I'm not. What do you mean you're not? They ding you. Yeah, they make a big steal. You're getting all this. Yeah, it turns out to be a few bucks because what they do if you're still making an income. Well, that's different. That's different. They ding you big. Well, time. that's taxable at that point. And it's ta- it both taxable and you get less. That's kind of the irony. You get less under they, certain circumstances, yes. They if, give you less they, under any circumstance that you're making other money. You get less, and then you get taxed for what you get. Ah, thanks. I'm not sure you get less. I just think it's taxable. No, no, you get less. I'll send you the paperwork. If you're making any amount of money as income, normal income, it gets... It, you. You get a, it's a small, it's not a lot less, but it's less and it's hundreds of dollars less than you would have gotten if you just had no income whatsoever. Hmm. Believe me. All right. Uh, okay. Here. So we, okay. So uh, point is that uh, the average. And by uh, the way, I know people will say, well, you know, so what you're making money, you don't need to. Social security is something you pay into. It's like an insurance policy, an annuity even. It's something you're paying into. So you deserve that money back. Said everyone over the age of 65. Exactly. Well, <laughs> everyone would say that because you have- No, not everybody says that. It. No, no, no. I disagree entirely. I, I, I agree that I paid it as a tax, but it is the benefit of the welfare of the nation. If I don't need it at that point, I don't want it, number one. Number two, do I okay. deserve- Send in a note- I will. That not to get paid. The second thing is, uh, I don't want my money. I don't want my money back. No, no uh, uh, that that's the one caveat. That's the one caveat. I want my money back, but I don't need anything beyond that at a reasonable interest rate. I will share with you that if you live twenty five years, you're going to get more back from Social Security than you ever put in. You've never put in twenty five thousand dollars a year into Social Security, did you? Especially in the I early might days. Have. No, you didn't. Let's see, that would be, it'd be, uh, well, there was a cap to it. So for many years, there was a, there's a cap on it. So it's not. It's not if it was 25,000, you're never getting that back. You, you'll get anyway, that. We can argue about Social Security on a different show. Well, you know what? But I, I, but I like your magnanimous attitude. Is, thank you. I, I put all this money into the system designed to give it back <laughs> to me as kind of an insurance, and I don't want it back. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That that I think that takes a lot of nerve. <laughs> Said anybody under the age of sixty-five, right? It's on my side. All right, what's more, standard uh, Medicare Part B premiums are going to go down about three percent. Of course, you're going to lose all your benefits, probably, but nonetheless, it's going to go down three percent. Um, here's something interesting. You know, all these different companies came public during the pandemic, and everybody was like ooing and eyeing. Sales were great. Companies, for example, like Traeger and Weber, two barbecue companies, one smoker, mm-hmm. one more traditional. Stocks went up like crazy, and then everybody's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You mean they're built so well we don't have to replace them constantly? Ah, 
Well, then we don't have to buy one, but one every five years. If that. If if that, right? People, Your Traeger's probably already over five years my old. Tra- my Traeger's you know, three years old. I hate the thing, by the way. I got to get rid of it. Um, yeah, this is interesting. I don't want to go off topic again, but oh. you were like a nutball about that thing when you got it. Now you hate it. It's just not smoky enough. It's more like just a, it's a wood oven. It's more like we when I make, when we go head to head on, let's say, brisket or ribs. Oh, you're, oh you're, now you're in competitive cooking. They say that I cook with a Barbie oven. <laughs> oh, it's your peer group. A Barbie oven. It's not, it has a smoke ring, but it's just not very smoky. Oh, like you get with a Weber, which like punches you in the face when you eat a, you know, you take a piece of brisket or a short rib and you eat that. You're like, wow, that smoked. Yeah. Well, that's what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Um, anyway, throw make, a piece of oak in your firebox. Yeah, That'll do the trick. I put oak, oak chips in a little thing and I don't know. It still doesn't, I don't get it. I think it's because. Also, these things have fans, you know, or they have breezes. So it's not just sitting there, right? Just Oh, yeah. It's got to soak in the smoke. Right. It's kind of blowing around, wisping softly over the top of the brisket. They're smoking. <laughs> Barbie oven. I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the maker of grills and outdoor cooking products, Weber, is going to be taken private by BDP, BDT Capital Partners for $2.3 billion or $8 per share. Weber closed Jeez. at six fifty on Friday. It was about eight bucks. And here's the thing. So smart. Stock comes out during the pandemic. IPOs at 14. Runs as high as 20. So all these guys, these insiders, blew out their shares. They get 14 plus, plus, plus on it, right? Now they sold a chunk of their company off. Now they come back and collaborate with this other group and buy it back for less than the IPO. How great is that? Yeah. For, yeah, for everyone but the uh, suckers who actually invested in the company, you know, thinking it would be a, a good idea. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, oil trading down in the, in the 70s now. Actually, I think it closed about 75, I think. Down from $92 last month. And here's the reasons. You ready, John? I'm all ears. OPEC is holding production levels. China is reopening. Russian price caps and restrictions. Russia threatening to cut production. Keystone pipeline leak. Pipeline leak of lifetime. SPR rebuild. U.S. dollar down and U.S. economy doing well. Now tell me which one of these things leads to the price of oil going from 92 down to 70. (laughs) I can't see one on there. Maybe the U.S. dollar down. I'll give you that one. Well, maybe, but it's not down that much. It's down about 8% in the last... uh, month but point is how what's happening here is it now so the only thing you could say is it's that the recession the fear of recession global recession domestic recession but global recession is outflanking all these other points maybe that's the only thing it could be i mean how do you go from definitely not that laundry list you read no that should have oil near 100 Uh, let's see. We get a lot of things on this list, man. I always think that we. Or actually, that. is it possible that this price that we're at is the equivalent of oil at a hundred, and all those things on that list is what's keeping it propped up oh. to this ridiculously high price? Good point. When it should be thirty. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Latest in China. 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 One hundred eighty degree over COVID policy. Testing kits are running out. Uh, COVID, uh, zero COVID policy to 100. I just just got another eight free testing kits. Did you really? Yeah. I'm going to refill a prescription at the pharmacy and says, get your free, you know, I've already gotten dozens of free testing kits. I got them from the government, from the post office. I got them from my pharmacy about a year ago. And this is, don't forget to get your free testing. Cause I would free, we get more free testing kits. And he says, yeah, let me look up your insurance. I said, yeah, you get a free testing kit. And he gives me a box of them. Hmm. Eight. Wow. That's impressive. So I got back. I've been giving them to all the kids. I've been passing them around like a candy. Nice. Quite the guy you are. Where's the shortage? Why don't you put in st- Listen, why don't you, why don't you save them all, put them in the stockings? <laughs> well, I've got enough to do this. Yeah, I think you should do that. Those are great, that'd be great stocking stuffers. Stocking stuffer. <laughs> Put a syringe in there too. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, let's see. 
China celebrated their droll on Tuesday, the state-mandated app used to track whether people have traveled to COVID-stricken areas. Okay, that's all gone. All right, now, a couple of very quick items. Uh, back to the Crapola factory. Huge list of celebrities are being sued for shilling bored ape NTFs. Remember those things? Yep. So a class action lawsuit last week filed is alleging that Eula Labs, the company behind the widely expensive cloud-driven bored ape yacht club NFT collection, conspired say it isn't true, conspired to inflate the worth of digital bay, the, 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 the Board Ape Yacht Club assets through a series of undisclosed celebrity endorsements, breaking a number of state and federal laws in the process. So we have like Justin Bieber and Snoop Dogg and what it, Paltrow All kinds and of people. this In whole fact, crazy list. Interesting. Crazy list. Do you think that this stems from the original suit of, over the FTX situation against Steph Curry, who's also involved in this? Kevin Hart, uh, a whole bunch of yeah. uh, this is so that that thing looks like it was going to go somewhere. So now they're thinking. Now we're seeing anybody that's going to get involved in an advertisement have to be careful. They have to check to make sure that they can't be sued over it by, by, by saying, Hey, this is a good product. There's two types of, of potential advertisements. One is the old actor portrayal, right? The other yeah. one is a full on um, spokesperson or someone who's giving a, uh, uh, what do you call that? Endorsement, celebrity endorsement, endorsement. right? If you're giving a celebrity endorsement, you better be charged a lot more money for that because it's your name. Yeah. And you're, you're, yeah, you're putting your stamp of approval on the product. Yeah. And especially if there's no disclosures or there's no transparency. In this particular lawsuit, what they're saying is that there was no transparency about the fact that all these players were getting backhanded money of some sort, some kind of payment. Yeah, or for going out there and whatever, just, you know, yeah. saying, hey, have you seen this unbelievable? Just bringing it up. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Well, you know, they're going to have, it'll be interesting to see how these come out because this is a, this is a, a, a backbreaker. You can't get sued for stuff like this. Those lawyers will nail you. I'm going to tell you right now, I have women turn me down when I was using particular cologne from the Kardashians. I'm going to sue them. They said this would be attractive. That's the kind of lawsuits you're going to have. I think it's, yeah, it could be. Said I could lose weight. Everybody's going to sue Richard Simmons. Poor fella. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's he's just, he's retired and he's gone out of the picture. Mm. He doesn't even like to have his picture taken. Mm. Is he fat now? No. Still the he's same just, little guy. Yeah, they, they Somebody caught him on, uh, uh, what's that show? Uh, uh, that... On uh, that TV show, that's a gossip show. Oh, no, 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 no. It's an edition or something like that, or no, no, the good one. Yeah. Uh, my wife watches yeah. this crap. I don't know. Anyway, I know what you mean. Um, all right, so let's see. What okay, uh, so finally, in this segment of what the hell, uh, more crimes behind my authorities again arrested Sam Bankman Freed. He's up on all sorts of interesting things. He's 30 years old. Um, and and he's, there are other people playing out with this whole thing. He devised a scheme to defraud FTX com customers by misappropriating their deposits to pay expenses and debts owed by trading firm Alameda. Also, there was a whole line of now really kind of, I'll tell you how far they're going with this, right? Not only do they have wire fraud and securities fraud, conspiracy, they're also bringing up some uh, political donation something the election fraud yeah because he took customer money used it and misappropriated it and used it for not only part uh, for for lining the pockets of politicians both democrat and republican and by the way from his very own admission so all these people out there going oh he only gave to democrats isn't that no 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 he gave an equal amount and his partner gave money too in what they call black black some kind of black something, uh, like hidden. Hidden measures with different people's names. So there's a whole scam going on of who gave, what gave, where they gave, who they gave. It's a whole thing. But they gave to both to win political favor in order to, I don't know, get their shit done. Whatever happened, happened. Bad news. Yeah. Bad news. It was and a pretty interesting scheme, though. It's very, uh, 
the fact that he uh, kind of collateralized his FTT coin mm-hmm. and took a thousand bucks and put it in the coin for you. And then because he was the only one trading the coin, he valued the coin at 2000 bucks. So you still, you've made double your money uh, or you could take and double it again, take your original thousand out. You actually have 3000 in coin value, but the thousand has been taken out of the cash and they pass that around to the Democrats and Republicans, uh, whoever had the corrupt politicians he wanted to give it to. And, but you're sitting pretty because you're, because the FTT coin has gone way up in value. Yep. <laughs> Dynamite. Fantastic. The, uh, there's, there's a lot more that will play out of this. I think there's, there's so many players that are involved. And you have to wonder how they got so big without having a real true board of directors. Um, I suppose there was no compliance guy or anybody that was decent. There was no uh, CFO. I mean, bizarro stuff here. Bizarre. Yeah, it's like, it's like they ran this. Somehow somebody magically came up with some, like, templated trading platform. And people flocked to it. It was the most, it was the weirdest thing ever. But that just shows you how, how greed can get to everybody. I mean, you know, Mr. Wonderful, um, what's his face? Uh, O'Leary, you know, from Shark Tank? Yeah, Leary. Lost 15 million. At least, that's what he said. Genius. He got, and what was that 15 million, you may ask? Listen to this. That was the money they paid him to be a spokesman, spokesperson. $15 million. Who pays somebody $15 million to be a spokesperson? That's unbelievable. That's pretty suspicious. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And he lost it. Oh, what was me? Dude, they paid you bullshit money for a bullshit company, and now you got screwed on it. You, you No gain, no loss. What the hell? It's like, yeah, well, but that was money. will be a loss once he's li- listed with the other people oh, yeah, that are yeah. they're suing for false advertising. Yep. That's going to be good. Uh, quickly, you following any of this uh, Activision, Microsoft, FTC blockage? I just I just noted it and I didn't follow it any d- deeper than they just uh, yeah my, Microsoft got stopped from uh, buying Activision Activision Blizzard yeah now they're trying to give away things to Nintendo so they could do like Call of Duty um, and a variety of other things to try to appease regulators but you know, regulators have a good point I mean the gaming world is getting pretty thin so yeah yeah I don't think they should own this company either yep all right let's get to the game. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Yep, there you go. There you are. There you have it. Let's look well, at the, we've look got at a lot of green and one very small, one block of red. It's weird. There's the the red block is right there between 9, 11, 9, the month of November. The month of November was a, we oh. did, we didn't, except for one, which is Moderna, which is your great pick because it went up 30%. I was kind of skeptical of that one. But except for that one in the first week of November, everything else in November was a flop. Then we're back on track because everything's green up and ab- above it and below it. Well, the, the one thing that's interesting is in November, where the market came up pretty strong in October and into November and then f- flopped over into December, right? Those two positions, Home Depot and Foot Locker, are both short positions that are not a, yeah. that are not obeying the market move. That's, no, that's not at all. That's, that's the funny thing about it. Yeah. The one thing that I'm really interested in and what I think is is really key on this um, is uh, Ford Motor Company. So Ford Motor Company, um, I have to look at also the uh, dig and see if that's going to be stopped. I think it's getting close. Um, Ford Motor Company, look at that, though. That's since the end of September, right? Yeah, this is your pick. But I find it really fascinating if you look at that compared to like a Tesla. Totally different directions. Now, two things could be possible. Well. There's two yeah. things. One, Ford is doing a lot better selling cars. Maybe. Or yeah. Elon's terribly distracted and people are recognizing it. Elon is distracted. He can't run three companies at that level. 
Do you, not only that, when you, he's got to be pumped up on caffeine or something or worse. Up, yeah. Something, but he, he's, I, I would say, uh, I'm reaching out. If you're listening to this show, Elon Musk, please get some help. You have a social media addiction and you really should be helping others get off that addiction. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, he's addicted to it. Could you imagine? How, I don't know about you. Yeah, he's like a gambler. He's like a gambler who's addicted to gambling. Yeah, I, I every once in a while will go on. I never I'll, thought about him being so addicted that this is screwing up his life, yeah, which is what happens with gamblers. Do you, just, just scroll through it. Everything is Elon Musk. I wrote something yesterday. I said, if we can break ourselves away from tweets about or for or from Elon Musk, can you read this, please? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Do mm. you have any names for this week? No, I'm just looking at a couple of things, but I don't see anything that's that's that compelling. Yep. Go over to the site, folks. Check it out over the uh, weekly stock picks. We have stocks uh, anywhere from 60% to 70%. A couple down 8%. Uh, Foot Lock, uh, excuse me, Home Depot is down 8% on the short. Energy Transfer down 2%. Foot Locker down 2.3% right now, give or take. Uh, but we got some other ones here, and the reasons why, like PepsiCo. PepsiCo is at an all-time high uh, or close to it. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. And uh, Ford Motor, I shares uh, USA Airspace. Things are doing pretty good here. So check that out. And I think we're going to wrap it up, okay? Okay, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Will do. Bye-bye. Right, You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the ice stack. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.